Hello and welcome to the Turned On Podcast. I'm Angelique Nori and my husband David and I have made it our mission to break the darkness by flipping the switch on the four most important areas of your life in health, relationships, business, and in faith. And sometimes the light in the world and in your life can go dim, either from the intrusion of technology or simply because society is so driven by instant gratification. It's our mission to help people see that we're hardwired for connection and that the best things in life come when we turn on the light to see with new eyes the opportunity that exists just a flip away. So if you're ready to stir your spirit, open your eyes, and profit in all areas of your life, then let's get turned on. Here we go. You know what's funny, Angelique? Sometimes I get up into this microphone and I feel like it's free and I feel like I'm going to start going. And now it's time for Deep Dance with Jack Handy. You ever notice when you go to the bathroom and, you know, just, I'm not a whisperer. I'm a, loud, I'm a loud talker. You're an extreme. No one should ever give you a mic. Not on stage, not on a pod. Like I could be on here on my mic and you could talk and it would pick up your audio just fine. I think you just got a great radio voice. Thank you very much. And you know what I just did? Welcome to, what is it called? Turned on? No. Deep thoughts? WWIFM. Oh, yeah. What's in it for me? What's in it for me, radio? So, so what I just did is <laughs> I wanted to edify you and uh, your voice and pay you a compliment. So here's, here's my question, though, as we get into this topic is, you know, you spend a lot of time in the kind of what you would call corporate world. Mm -hmm. Many, many, many years of doing that. Do you ever remember? Well, not that many. I'm not that Edification, old. but do you remember being, hearing that word even? No. Like, so that, that's why when we got into network marketing. Management. I heard the word management right. a lot. And you, you heard uh, <laughs> You get a compliment and, and then you tell them what to do differently. It's called five minute management. So if we're grateful to network marketing for a lot of things, but if we're grateful for one thing, it's teaching us what it means, the word edification, you know, what that means. Mm -hmm. So it's a noun. Okay. And it's the instruction or improvement of a person morally or intellectually. Um, and more importantly, it's, it's to really voice your opinion in a, in a constructive way about somebody in a public setting. So, An opinion? Well, if, if I think you have a great voice or I think that you're doing a great job and I'm edifying you, that's my opinion of you. It's okay. my, it's how I see you. Um, if we look at it from this perspective, it's funny because our children love America's Got Talent, right? Yes, they do. I mean, they watch uh, it all the time. So what America's Got Talent does is we look at our two little girls and they'll sing something or do something. And Angelique and I will go to Phoenix or Ella and I'll say, you know what? That was outstanding. I'm definitely going to put you through the next round. And they get this big smile on their face and they feel like they accomplished something. But if we look at the antithesis of that and we look at Simon Cowell and he would be like something like, well, that was atrocious. It's very cruise shippy. That was awful, right? So that's kind of the antithesis. <laughs> it's a no for me. Of edification. And sometimes, hey, sometimes you need truth tellers in your life. And we're going to get into that in a little bit. But let's kind of dive into this topic, Ange, because <laughs> it's so important in our careers. I think it's very important in our marriages. I think it's extremely important as parents. Mm -hmm. um, there's so many different 
things that we can talk about the business of edification and why it makes sense. What do you think of when it comes to that? Well, when, when edification comes from people that I respect that have had success before me, um, that, that share my core values, um, you know, when edification comes from any place, it's definitely incredibly valuable. And I think there's, uh, let me try to put it this way without edification and we are only getting constructive feedback, it's going to be very hard for us to find God's favor in what we do and hone in on our gifting. Because if, if I'm not being edified for what I do well, what comes naturally to me, I don't work on what comes naturally for me as much. And instead I will always focus on what I'm weak in and try super, super hard to get better at something, which is good, but I'll never be able to really zero in on what I was gifted in. Mm -hmm. And so edification is so important, especially coming from people that can see things in you that you can't like see your blind spots. Like if something comes naturally for you, it's hard for us to realize what the value is in that. Yeah. Right. Because you're like, I don't know, that just comes supernatural to me. Well, guess what? It doesn't come supernatural for most people. So when you have someone edify that, I think there is such a gift in knowing what you're gifted in yep. so that you can zero in on what God has you here for and become successful and profitable in that. But if you're always getting constructive feedback, yeah. you shrink down a little bit more. Okay. So let's break that down. So edification and what you're saying then is edification really helps you puff your chest out a little bit more. It gives you a sense of pride in the work that you're doing. Yeah. Okay. So if we look again, let's look at examples of what's not edification. And if we look at <laughs> what, what it, we want it for, it's to help motivate a workforce, to help motivate your spouse to continue to do the things that you appreciate. Uh, edification is to help motivate your children to let them know that they are doing a good job in this area. So there's that's one type of motivation. Now, the opposite would be in something like maybe I look back at high school football. Not a lot of edification going on there. A lot of this is what you do. We had a coach that says you do it my way. A lot of yelling. And it's like that, um, I imagine, of what I've seen and heard in the military, where people really don't have to edify you as much. It's really just do as I say and don't ask any questions, which is one form of motivation. Mm -hmm. and, and sometimes that's what needs to be done. But if we're talking about our business culture, or we're talking about raising young children, then there's a time to say, hey, we need you to step up. Here's the numbers. Or, hey, I need you to do this, make your bed. I need you to uh, fold your clothes, whatever that may be with your kids. Um, but the other part is, hey, Ella, you know what? You're doing a great job with this. And edification comes down to when people aren't expecting yeah. a compliment. Mm -hmm. In other words, when you could freely build somebody's character and you could freely build somebody's confidence by giving them the words, because words matter, right? Giving them the words to puff up their chest and say, okay, I'm being rewarded for this type of behavior. Therefore, I want to, what? Repeat this type of behavior. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're getting 
um, from network marketing. And that's what we've really brought into our relationship. Mm-hmm. I think it's hugely important to edify your spouse, to let them know that you care about them and let other people know that this is how you feel because it's always good. And for our children. Well, I think there's, um, and people, the, the recipient of it is going to know the difference between something that is somewhat contrived or manipulative versus something that's intentional and authentic and genuine. So if you're trying to manipulate me to get me to do something or agree with you on something and you start to compliment me on, and then sort of spin it into an ask, I'm going to be like, that was such a backhanded manipulation. There was no edification in that at all. So we can't use it to manipulate things to get what we want. Although people do, and I've been the recipient of that before, and it does not feel good at all. But a well-placed intentional compliment or edification when you see someone doing something that deserves to be edified or focused on or, or rewarded is critical. The worst thing we can do is see it and then not say it at all. And then eventually, you know, you, you have to plan on saying it. And again, it doesn't yeah. come off as genuine. Well, that's, it's ironic you said seeing it because that's what I have in my notes here when we we're going to discuss this topic. I'm like, it's basically saying, hey, I see you. Right. I recognize this. And I think that's what we were missing so much in corporate America is, you know, hey, you hit your numbers, you know, a pat on the back or there's an email that goes out. Here's a bigger quota. Or here's a bigger quota. There wasn't so much, hey, I see you and I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. No. Now, Old school may be saying, hey, that's that's your job. You're supposed to do that. Right. You don't need a, ta- a pat on the back every time you do what's required of you. We're not saying that. Mm-mm. What Angelique and I are trying to talk to you guys about today is the power of words for motivation. The power of letting somebody know, whether it's your coworker, your subordinate, um, your child, or your spouse, hey, I see you. In other words, I see you trying. I see you working hard. And I think... We have the ability to see that in our children and watch their faces light up. And you see their posture physically change. You see them hold their shoulders back. Their head rises a little bit higher because they're children. They want to be recognized. Okay? Mm. And, and I think what you said earlier today was you're following the favor so they keep working in that strength. Explain that, Ange. Okay. Well, kind of what I was saying before, if, if I have something that comes natural to me or a listener, if you have something that comes natural to you, it's super easy for us to fall into this trap that it's not worth anything because it comes natural. Yet the worth and the value in that natural gift to someone else is invaluable. So what David can do really well that I suck at Like I need to tell him over and over and over again how important and valuable that is because to him, he may not even realize it's, you know, important because it's so second nature. So by edifying something like that, it helps the person identify God's favor on their life, God's favor on who they are, who they're called to be, where they're supposed to be working, following the favor, walking in alignment with your purpose that God has you here for. And typically those favors, those gifts, those, those um, natural um, talents, if you will, um, are the things that we need to be very 
cognizant of. And sometimes we can't see them for ourselves because again, it was such second nature. So having someone that loves you, respects you, challenges you, supports you, say it, highlight it, bring it out, edify it, puff it up, right? Build it up is going to help you build your own belief too. Otherwise, if we're in an environment, you know, remember I talk about divine order, the environment, the atmosphere around us is constantly suppressing us, taking away, stripping, depleting, depriving us of any edification anywhere because we're not doing what someone else expects of us versus doing what we're gifted in. Then we just shrink down into a place of, I am not good enough. I don't do this thing well. I'll never measure up. I can't ever be successful in this. And we, we end up following a weakness versus a favor. And that doesn't mean that we don't work on our weaknesses. I think it's really important to be better at things, but I also think it's even more critical that we hone in our skill and and invest in our talents that were given to us by God. So that's what I mean by following the favor. And I also believe that, um, you know, it's, it's a reciprocal thing, you know, especially in our marriage, you know, following the favor is important. I can follow the favor in my own, you know, I can be very clear of who I am, but then by the same token, helping you find yours mm-hmm. and edifying that versus, thinking that you have to complete me in some way or vice versa. You know, we do fill in each other's right. holes, but let that be more natural and allow ourselves to stay in the favor. Have I ever told you you give great back rubs? I mean, what? probably the best back rubs, foot massages ever. So if I... What in the world? I'm trying to I'm trying to edify that because I want to repeat, I want to encourage that behavior. So if I said you're really oh. good at foot massages uh, and back rubs. It's working. It's working. Is it working? Little. It's a little bit, yeah. No, Okay. But getting back to this serious point, um, here's Faith, edification is again not to manipulate what you want in somebody else; it's to puff them up in I your know, own personal. Belief. I know that's a prime example of what not to do. Exactly. Um, there's a great quote here. You're going to want to listen to this. Um, you're probably going to want to think about it a couple times here. Uh, this is by a guy named Tim Yarbrough, and it says this: In our self-government, our family government, and circles of influence. Are we building and promoting a culture of life-giving edification? Or are we pursuing a death-oriented culture of entertainment? Hmm. Now, the first belongs to faith, and the second belongs to the progeny of the collapse of Rome. So kind of deep there for a second, but life-giving edification or pursuing a death-giving culture of entertainment. In Hmm. other words... When we see things in entertainment, mm-hmm. when we're looking at social media and the comparison, mm-hmm. or we're looking at, hey, my life's perfect, and we talk about this all the time, mm-hmm. is that creating the collapse of Rome where people maybe got really spoiled? They stopped edifying each other. Maybe it became this thing where it was a power we're, struggle. We're all just trying to pursue this gluttony of greatness rather than giving of ourselves, rather than telling our fellow man that, hey, I see you again and I respect that and I like what you're doing. So what does that particular quote mean to you, Ange? Well, life-giving, I, those words jumped out to me, life-giving edification or pursuing a death-oriented culture of entertainment. Um, life-giving, again, is, you know, there's 
there's something more to it than extending your life. It, it's the quality of how you live and breathe who you are. Um, and then the death oriented culture of entertainment. Well, I see it as a couple of things. You know, when I say death oriented, I see that's the death of the spirit because we're sucked into inspirational entertainment, um, a place where we find ourselves sucked into the scroll hole and actually shrinking down because we see uh, and are entertained by other people's life and other people's strengths and other people's highlight reel. And therefore we get pushed down into a place of, I'm not going to ever measure up to that. So um, I love that quote. And I think that it's, again, just there's such profit in the the business of, the, you know, of edification. And it doesn't have to be some heavy, well thought out, compliment or sometimes it's the shortest sometimes it's the simplest you just got one today at lunch yeah i just a random i, yeah. I love you from mm -hmm. a from a coworker of ours mm -hmm. a partner on our team mm -hmm. um and you're like wow i mean how did that make you feel let's really explore that well because in partnership especially in business now obviously you're not going to go around talking saying you love your business partners you know because that could be misconstrued but in this particular case it was not it's a very close dear friend of mine um but something as simple as, and I love you, or I see you, or I appreciate you, or thank you. Um, thank you. That's all. And, and you didn't even do anything that day. Or I love you. And that's all. And you didn't even do anything that day. Like you feel like you received something that you didn't even work for. That's a special way to edify. Um, you know, to, it, even you, David, if you were to say how much you appreciated you know, something that I was doing around here or with our kids or for our business, like that goes a long way. Hint, hint. That goes a really long way because it's, it, like I said, it doesn't have to be a well thought out, you know, bullet point of edifying, you know, certain strengths so that they've rise up to the occasion. It's just an appreciation because we'll climb mountains for that. You know, we really will climb mountains for that. It, it means so much because Otherwise, we just become, um, it's always like a task exchange, you know, and especially you and I being married and being in business together, our conversations could easily fall into the trap of only being business conversations. And therefore, the I love you has be become less and the connection becomes less and the appreciation becomes less because on the contrary, you've got couples that spend 40 hours plus away from each other each week. So they make a lot of that time that they have together. Hopefully, you know, when they come home, they appreciate each other. They talk about their day. Um, they try to maximize their time. But when you have spend 24 seven with each other, you almost take it for granted. Okay. I agree. Totally agree. And as we kind of give you three general rules here now, I mean, and, they're not really rules, but if maybe you're new to edification, or maybe this is a topic that you're like, I'd like to really experience more of this in my life, giving and receiving. So I've outlined three things here that I think are very important when you set out with an attitude of gratitude and you want to edify people. The first thing is it has to come from a place of being really genuine. Because we all have our radar up. We know when people are trying, like you said, to manipulate us. Mm -hmm. We know when they're blowing smoke up our you-know-what. Mm -hmm. And we know when they're saying things because they have to. 
Isn't that the worst when you feel like somebody's saying things and in the back of your mind going, because they're almost put on the spot. Well, you're like, this is, this feels forced. Is this coming natural to you? And sometimes if we go back even to America's Got Talent, great show, but sometimes I feel like we know what's coming. Like, you know, when people are sharing the clip, like the Susan Boyle clips, now they've become so commonplace, you can almost predict them. So they've lost a little bit of their genuineness. Now, it doesn't mean the act isn't genuine. It doesn't mean the next singer that comes out on the show that blows everybody's mind isn't <laughs> genuine. It's the reaction. It's It just comes off as a little bit less than authentic. So, you know, I would warn people against just trying this out. I would say do it when it really feels like it comes natural and somebody deserves it. That's my first rule. The second thing is in the delivery itself. So there's a couple of ways you can do it. I mean, we have more ways to communicate with each other now than ever. There's texting, there's emojis, there's voice memos, there's the old-fashioned phone call, there's in-person, there's a handwritten letter. So my advice is to mix all, th- all of those up, but you have to do it with sincerity. So if you feel somebody's doing a good job, don't just throw something out there. Think about what you, you want to say, how you're going to say it. If it's done with a voice memo or if it's done in person, what's the tone of your voice? Are you looking them in the eye? Is it coming across the way you intended? And I think that's a skill, wouldn't you say, Ange? Oh, yeah. There's a discipline to it. Well, some people have a, you feel it in your heart, Mm -hmm. but if you're not practicing it and you say it dry, then it might not be received how you intended. It might be received with a little bit less flavor than how you saw it coming out. Because I don't think that, again, I um, I think it more has to do with agenda versus intention. You know, if your intention is to just edify someone and not walk away with some some weird ROI, then it's going to always come off authentic. Yeah. But if you go into it with like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to just blow this person up for the next week or two because... I know in the end, if I do, they're going to perform better or they're going to, um, you know, show up more or maybe I can get something out of it. I mean, I mean, I would pick up on that in a heartbeat. Maybe if this is something that, you know, you're, it's newer to you, you won't. And so just be aware of it, but don't think that everyone's out there to manipulate you. But the real thing is, is like, don't, don't do it out of an agenda. Just, I think that's just. You well, can, that's like you have a well, let's give breath. them a practical example. Again, um, you know, we just went car shopping recently and yeah. people <laughs> always use car salesmen as that kind of stereotypical slimy thing, because how many times do we walk onto a lot and it's one of those compliments about, you know, something that you feel like it's a line mm-hmm. or if you're ladies, if you're out there dating and a guy says something to you and tries to edify you, is it a line or is it coming from a place of sincerity? So those are the two easiest examples I can think of mm-hmm. of when we know it's not genuine or sincere. Well, it's like having commission breath. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or agenda breath, like manipulation breath. Yeah. That's all it is. You're not really fooling anybody. People Do you need are a manipulation that. breath mint? That's my favorite. Mm-hmm. People who think that they're so slick that they're fooling people. And I feel like saying, hey, like tapping on the shoulder, go, uh... No one's really buying that. I just feel know? like, bro, take it off. Just take it off. Yeah. Don't don't wear that coat around me because 
it's an ugly coat and yeah. I'm not going to buy and, and from you worse. because you don't know how to dress. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So the first thing was, uh, it's got to come from a place of being genuine and not blowing smoke. It, then the second thing is how you're delivering the message. And the third thing is, this is a tougher one because I feel like it has to be followed up or you come back around to it. Now, it doesn't mean that that person has to be your best friend and you have to keep saying that. But again, if if you reach out to a person once and say something and then they never hear from you again, they might be like, did I just fall off their radar? Or why would they come around once and say that? So if this is somebody in your house, if this is somebody on your team or at your job, hmm. um, it, it really helps to continue to develop that relationship and come back around either to that similar edification or compliment or something else. Explain. Well, we want to develop a culture of reward with our words, because that's essentially what this is. And it comes most easily to me raising these two young girls. If you reward something once and you don't come back around to it again, the kid might think, you know, geez, mom and dad liked when I did this once, but I've been doing it again and I never heard about it. You know, they don't Mm. say anything else. So maybe it's not that important. I'm just trying to think of the psychological part on the receiving end of something that you're trying to reward in somebody through this. Yeah. Well, I just see edification as a place to, to bring value. You know, if you can help someone see their favor and follow that more, that brings value to their life and it brings value to the people around them. Um, the same way, you know, in the practice of other than edifying and, you know, we work together. So one thing we should probably do a better job of is saying, Hey, what's one thing I can, I can help you with today. You know, at the end of the day to help you move the needle, what would be the one thing I could do to help you, David and vice versa. That's a form of edification. You know, I believe that that's a form of, you know, bringing value to that person's day, lightening the load and helping, you know, keep things turned on. Right. It, it just keeps things yeah. turned on in whatever keeps area the marriage turned on. It does. Yep. Well, ironically, we're talking about marriage. So what just popped into my head is, and I wrote about this in my book is how many times did I not edify you? Because mm-hmm. I thought you were getting it so much from other people. Um, <laughs> so this brings up a good topic. You know, Angelique is very well-spoken. Um, I really respect the way she speaks, conducts her business. Um, There's a lot of other things that I respect about her, but I'm going to be honest with you guys. She gets complimented a lot on that stuff. So as her husband, I figured, eh, everybody else is telling her that. Even if I feel it, I feel like it's overkill. Maybe she doesn't want to hear it from me. Maybe it's not important. Hmm. And I couldn't have been more wrong. Yep. Because when we got into this topic and started really diving into the whole process of being appreciative, giving compliments. She came to me one day and says, well, you tell him what you said. I mean, I don't remember what it was word for word, but I was just like, you you know, I could hear it from a thousand strangers and it wouldn't mean to anything to me compared to, you know, one time from you. So that's like, write that down, circle it, highlight it, bookmark it, dog ear it. Did it feel like a, like a kick in the groin too? No, it, it, not a kick in the groin at all. It mm-hmm. literally just f- felt like an aha moment. A kick in the pants. No, it was an aha moment because I was like, oh, geez, you know what? That makes me feel better. 
So it did feel like a kick in the groin because it made me actually feel better. Oh, she wants that from me. She does care that I'm the one giving her the compliment. So it's a win-win in my book. Well, because again, you know, we're business partners too. So it could be really easy for us to end up on the slope of every time you do something that annoys me, every time you do something that I consider inefficient or uh, just wrong or whatever. I mean, we could easily fall into a place of just poking at each other, you know, and that's no good. It's no good at all. And then we could just rely on the fact that the world compliments you or the world compliments me. Well, speaking of the world, do you think the world needs it right now? I mean, here's a perfect example. Think about this. Imagine, imagine the United States Congress getting together and them edifying one another. Imagine, I mean, you laugh, you scoff at it because Because it's, because it's so far fetched right now, far fetched and ridiculous. But imagine, imagine if you had ridiculous democratic party actually go to someone from the Republican party or vice versa and saying, Hey, you know Mm -hmm. what? I really like what you're doing. I think you're coming from a good place. And, um, you can, you should keep that up because it's really admirable. I was sitting here thinking about, um, this topic as we were speaking and I'm going, how cool would it be to have that as a job? Like your job is just to go around a corporate office all day long, observing people and then like writing up in true intentional edification notes for each employee. Yeah. You know, like how much more efficient would people be if they a knew they were being watched, but only because they were being watched because someone is there to highlight what they do well. Instead of I'm being watched and I better perform. Mm -hmm. So they're under pressure and just trying to get by. Good point. I think we should just create a position like that. (laughs) Well, I mean, there's a lot of people out there right now that that might be saying, okay, so this is all kumbaya stuff. Life does, the real world doesn't operate that way. People need a kick in the pants sometimes. We need to reprimand our kids sometimes. Look, hey, Angelique and I are not kumbaya people we are not saying from that compliment compliment edify edify we're listener saying, i hope you know that by now <laughs> yeah it's an important part of your tool belt the same way that discipline the same way that constructive criticism mm-hmm. truth telling all that is and we could have a whole nother subject podcast on truth telling well i think that's part criticism. of edifying honestly if you think about it how many times, I mean, I would find it far more valuable if, um, each of us were okay and open to receiving that constructive feedback, as long as it went along with regular edification, regular value, you know, being brought to one another. That way, when we do come with constructive feedback, it's like, huh, Actually, that was really valuable information. Thank you for telling me the truth because I believe you more now since the last, you know, three, four or five, six weeks, you know, you've, you've been edifying me regularly because then it, then it's more respected. So it's it's like the the chicken was great, babe, but the tots, so, so the tots, I've had better tots. Well, you can do it in a much more tactful way and I don't ever make tater tots. So (laughs) I just like, if you could have seen Angelique's face right there, she's looking at like tots. What the hell is he talking about? I've never made tots once in my life. That's not even part of our regular repertoire of things that I make repertoire. 
No, it's definitely Can you just not. do can you do the Napoleon Dynamite? Which one? Tots. I don't know which one that is. What? You say it all the time. No, I don't. And Napoleon. Give me some tots. No, I don't say that. What do you say? Um <laughs> But my lips hurt real bad. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I knew it was Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> you had one thing that you did all the time. You're really good at that, by the way. That's All right. And with that, uh, we will wrap up this conversation on edification. We hope it's helped. We hope that you will practice it and uh, maybe share it. Yeah. Go edify somebody today, intentionally and authentically and genuinely. And don't expect anything in return. That's slimy. Have a beautiful day. Thank you for joining us. And we hope that this turned out.